All right, on today's episode, we have Megan 2023. And before we start that, we're going to talk a little bit about a show that came out in the early 2000s that I never heard of before this called Deadwood. Now, roast me in the comments. That's fine. Um, I don't think we had HBO back in the day, but even if I did this, this kind of wouldn't be my thing when I was younger. So I certainly like it now. Uh, So the show is set in the late 1800s, revolving around the characters of Deadwood, South Dakota, a town of deep corruption and crime. This is starring Tim Oliphant and Keith Carradine, who is the I mean, he's many things in many movies throughout probably the last 40 years. But Mm -hmm. uh, I most notably remember him from uh, Dexter as Frank Lundy, Special Agent Frank Lundy from seasons two and four. Why don't we get started with Deadwood and I'll just give my first impressions and then yeah. typically uh, Westerns aren't my thing, but I really did enjoy the the setting. And the first episode to me was all about character building. Yeah, there wasn't anything major happening except towards the end of the movie. There's, you know, your your bar setting and gambling and prostitutes and all all the usual hits that you want in your your Westerns. And there's the <laughs> the main guy that's. He's in a ton of shit, too. He's the master guy in uh, John Wick. He's like the guy who leads all the hitmen or whatever. He's the like the the pimp and his whole goal, even though there's a, a big scene happening out of town that uh, like yep. a big massacre. He's like, uh, well, I don't want people to stop buying whores. So let me go and <laughs> give a discount. So, you know, it's it's that kind of vibe. So I'll uh, hand it over to you. So I started watching this because I loved Justified and uh, Timothy Oliphant just carries that show. And yeah. so I and so I was like, oh, this one stars Timothy Oliphant. I'm watching this one. Uh, Tim does Tim does good on this. I like his character. But Al is the one that carries this show. Like he starts off. I think they started him off as a more minor character. But then he just like he takes over the show and then it really turns into the um, into Al the murderer into Al the murdering pimp (laughs) slash real estate mogul. But I mean, the show starts off so heavy. Like one of the first scenes is in order to avoid having this guy, like, I guess they were going to torture him. Maybe. I don't know. It starts off with Timothy Oliphant as a marshal and he's got a prisoner on his like He's got a prisoner in there and the, the prison is surrounded by all these guys with guns saying, get him out here. We ain't letting, we're not waiting for tomorrow morning for the justice. (laughs) That's like eight hours away. I'm drunk now. So to keep the quote unquote law from being like misapplied, he has to hang the guy (laughs) with no drop. Like the first major scene is he's got a shotgun in one hand and then he like he has to lift the guy up and like hang him like just with his shoulder, I guess. And like the guy is terrified, I guess, of being tortured before he dies because he willingly goes along with being hung by the marshal. I mean, I think I think I feel like you would just not cooperate and hope that like those guys are so drunk they pass out or something. I don't know. Like, I'm not. They're not really clear what he's scared of, but it is an otherwise brutal scene. So Timothy leaves all of that and goes to a nice, safe place called Deadwood, where we immediately see how uh, you know beat a hooker, <laughs> and it's pretty brutal. And and then we go into sort of almost like a. It's not as good as Game of Thrones, but it's like a Game of Thrones Western or Gold Rush town. So there's all sorts of stuff going on here. These uh, two guys, including Tim, are trying to set up a general store in like this really, really rough Gold Rush town. This rich kid's being hustled out of his gold. They, um, it's clearly a scam going on where like they're planting gold for him to find. One of the guys messes up the negotiation to so to stab this guy because they're trying to cover for it. Because if you steal too much money, the Pinkertons come and start, you know, start shooting you. There is a there's a fake Indian attack with white people being scalped. The series has like such great characters because some of them are are eloquent. There's all there's this, there's this small throwaway scene where this guy in a suit is talking about how we are soon going to be a welcome back into the bosom of America when we when we get our statehood. And some guy across the room is like, "Does bosom mean tit?" <laughs> <laughs> it's full of cursing and questionable titties and violence. And there's shit everywhere. They feed a guy to some pigs. And the best line is um, when Al gives this big speech about, we can't let this go unanswered. So get sobered up and ride out there tomorrow morning and make them pay. 
pussy is half fresh the next 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like a hundred things going on in a, in a one hour episode and they all seem to be separate, but like through the series, they combine and split out like you're in a town, like everyone has their own life and they're kind of bouncing off each other. I don't want to say it's complex or complicated, but there's a lot going on. Yes. So you, you're going to lose track of characters that are going to come back. You'll be like, what's this guy doing back here? Um, the Doctor is really minor in this one, but he turns into a full-fledged character as the series goes on. But like only when people are sick. And I mean, I absolutely love this show. This is one of my favorite shows. The acting in it is just is like 9 out of 10. And you're not going to find this level of acting in a Western. So it's... A lot of I think Westerns don't get a lot of attention because most of them are really corny. Like the most famous Western is um, I am losing is Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke ran for like 25 years and it's just like the corniest thing ever. And but this has like this has all of the stereotypes, but they're fleshed out just like a really good show about New York is going to have like an Irish police officer. But he's not just an Irish police officer. He's going to he's going to be like an alcoholic who like owes money to a mobster, you know? Yeah. There's, you take you take the cardboard cutouts from other movies that you're familiar with, and then you make make a full complex character out of it. And I just I love it. This this show is all about the characters, and they're really good. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're not watching this, I don't I don't know what to tell you. You're missing. You are missing out. There are there are way worse shows. This show is better than The Wire. I'm throwing that out there. It's better than The Wire. I liked it more than Breaking Bad. Come at me. Uh, the Wire, a never sh- another show I've never seen. Before I judge it like versus other things, I'm going to watch more than just one episode, but I'm definitely going to watch more episodes. So I, I enjoyed what I saw. That first episode had me. If if it's an episode where you're you're starting to get into it and you start to care about some of these characters, like whether it's for positive or negative reasons is irrelevant, but it, yeah. it was enjoyable. So. Yeah, you, you don't watch Breaking Bad because you really want Walter to get everyone hooked on meth, but you're still like, let's go, Walter. Like, yeah, like it's and the same thing happens with several other characters. Like, oh, man, I wonder how this. <laughs> oh, man, there's an enemy pimp. We're going to kill all of his hookers. You know, it's like, yep. <laughs> like it's I mean, it is a dark show, but like it's a dark place. Yeah, you want to go sure. watch Lollipops and Sunshine You go watch PBS. Arthur also has really good characters but he doesn't smack enough hose. <laughs> Spoilers ahead for Megan 2023. A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that built, begins to take on a life of its own. Starring Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, and Ronnie Cheng. That thing is not lifelike at all. Not even a little bit. In its face, no. But it's like a real girl under there. Like it looks like someone hollowed out one of those real doll things that like the perverts use and like just stuffed it onto R2D2. Oh yeah, this is and they were planning on mass producing these in this movie. It is <laughs> definitely gonna be used for sexual activities. There's no doubt about it. Like the thing that really bothered me at the beginning was like, oh, we have this AI, we're gonna use sell it to the military, or like like I don't know, have our jets in the future start going, but no no no. We're going to use it for therapy for children. This experimental AI. Yeah, this is Chucky meets uh, The Orphan. You ever see that movie? Mm, I don't think so, no. It's about a Russian girl with, like, still looks like a child. She's she's an adult, but everyone thinks she's a child, and she starts oh, killing everybody. That's right, and she, like, she has, like, a, a thing around her neck, and she, she wears, like, a bunch of makeup to pretend to look like a kid. Yes. I have seen that. That's that this better than this Chucky. Oh yeah, yeah. Very beginning of the movie, I thought I'm like, are we getting ads in the in the beginning of a movie now? We had the Universal Pictures opening graphic, and then mm-hmm. it jumps right into an, an ad. It's an absolutely ridiculous ad. Yeah, they, they basically they have like a demon Furby. That's all I could think of was fucking Furbies. They have a Furby that you can feed food to, and then it spits out like poop. Like remember the dolls that? Well, they probably still have them. I just haven't you know been a been of that age in a while but like they had like dolls you could like feed milk to mm-hmm. and then they would wet a diaper oh yeah they, they had a diaper they had a doll you had to change and so they're like hey let's take that idea and make a furby that shits 
Yeah, and uh, you called them demon Furbies. I would argue that Furbies are already demons. Everyone was afraid of them back in the day. <laughs> what is this nightmare? You're not wrong. You're not nightmare wrong. fucking bird thing. Were they all birds? Or were some some of them gremlins and shit? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think they're birds. Okay. Let us know in the comment <laughs> where you put Furbies on the, um, what do they call it, the animal table or whatever? <laughs> on the... Like the nutritional uh, pyramid thing? What is that called? <laughs> the food pyramid? Yeah. Where do you put Furbies on the food pyramid? Two servings a day of <laughs> Misa Sleepy. Those things were like the biggest craze back then. Um, so the whole premise for this is the main girl, Katie, her parents die. They're, they're going on a skiing trip. And now she has to go and live with her aunt. And her aunt is a robotics engineer. Or some mm-hmm. sort of fucking asshole who's going <laughs> to cause the end of the world? Yes. She uh, she does product design, robotics, and um, she is the first person to make AI. Did so, we learn nothing from Terminator 2? Yeah, so, I mean, suck on that. Literally billions of dollars of money being flowed through the entire def- defense industry across every nation in the world. Uh, this chick who made weird Furbies has beaten you to the punch. Yeah, her her massive team of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- listen, there's no way those other two people helped her with the AI. That was. <laughs> I love how she gets all of the credit. She's fucking Steve Jobs. She gets all the credit, and everyone else <laughs> is just sitting there. Actually, that that's what we don't see. There's like actually a, a code room with just like millions of of people on uh, really just not great visa status coding this thing. <laughs> We literally never see her two partners outside of the facility, and she gets all of the credit. She has a life, <laughs> things she can do, and they have to stay in there all day. When they show, they first show the facility, which uh, Allison Williams' character works, they sh- they're showing like all the different toys and things and, and uh, product testing. And I just got a, a pretty good kick out of there's there's like this nerd. <laughs> there's kids playing with a toy. There's this nerd standing next to him, like oh. Writing down on a clipboard how kids interact with toys. Because <laughs> he's an emotionless, dead-inside robot man. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't read into the nerd that much. <laughs> he's just like, oh, this is how it works. I think that accident was well done. Like, my note here says, fake crash question mark. It didn't look like a good car crash. Remember that Allstate commercial? That's a good car crash. This one made me think they were doing, like, a fake car crash. Because, I don't know, the AI was dreaming or something. Apparently, they were either driving down the wrong side of the road or the, the snowplow was just. Yeah, that snowplow, that snowplow was trucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. The snowplow was like going so fast. The snowplow can't go that fast, can it? Like, I'm right. not, I'm from you can tell by the way I talk. I'm from the land that we don't have snowplows. If it snows, you just wait it out because it's going to melt right away. <laughs> Right, snowplows can like they can go on the highway and they'll they'll go about fifty, but they don't. They go on the highway and they're going thirty because you know it's too dangerous. The, yeah, I mean like they can't go like impassable conditions. That thing's not going like thirty miles an hour though, is it? No, not typically, especially on a, a shitty road where you can't see anything. Yeah, they're not going to go fast enough to you know pancake an SUV. <laughs> Like they're not in they're not in a smart car with like the airbags taken out. Like they <laughs> plot twist, Megan was in the driver's seat. <laughs> well, you see, what happens is uh five years before um, there's a <laughs> Chucky was sent back in time <laughs> to make sure that Megan is made. The humans send but then a human sends his dad back to bang his mom. And he takes credit for writing Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Uh, you know if i had a time machine i would take credit for all the good music why did this why did this guy named jeremy write that (laughs) write that song in dolly parton style listen i don't care rihanna's gotta pay me for the remake though he wrote till i collapse and (laughs) 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 and on the other hand by randy travis (laughs) like wait (laughs) Um, he, he wrote Gangster's Paradise and Amish yeah. Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet Allison Williams' boss, and I can't take him seriously. If my boss had a speech impediment, there's no way that I could take anything seriously when he's yelling at me. 
you can't like <laughs> someone's yelling at you and he sounds like a Furby. It's probably not uh, that intimidating. Wait, wait, who sounded like a Furby? The boss. I thought that was just his accent. <laughs> Are you sure that's a speech impediment? Yeah. Oh, the dude's from like New Jersey or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> this movie has a lot of classic tropes to it. I don't know if it, exactly they're good or not, but Allison Williams character is taking on this new kid and she she kind of has a like a museum of a house where everything's just neatly in its place. So when you drop this kid in there, everything's all of a sudden a mess. Mm-hmm. Even though she's like 12, if if it was a baby, I could see, you know. I, I didn't really read that in, into the situation. So she shows up, she picks up like the first thing, like, no, that's a it's not a toy. It's a collectible. And like the kid's confused, like, what? But it is a toy. Like, yeah. The whole movie acts like no one knows what a collectible is. And the therapist was, you know what? That therapist was being a pain in the ass. You're like, what? You can't play with the toys? Yeah, it's a collectible. It's expensive. <laughs> I went on Amazon for two-day shipping. There's like 50 toys coming tomorrow. Calm your tits, lady. <laughs> yeah, let's if go to the... it was that big a deal, they should have stopped by Toys R Us on the way there. Or Walmart or Target. I don't know what toy store is open. I think Toys R Us is closed. Yeah, let's go to the uh, therapist's house and we'll open all her china that she has in that case. And we'll all just eat SpaghettiOs on it. You think she'd had, like that shit? Okay, so these are two or three minor scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that, that's probably like three or four scenes that are pretty minor, but it's like, why is this in the movie? Like, it's a very reasonable thing that can be circumvented by just literally going to Walmart. Is this in California where you're not allowed to have Walmart? Couldn't they go to their house? Like, I know the car crashed. Was the, But was it also a U-Haul filled with everything she owned? Like, she should have the stuff from her house. Did the house burn? Did the did that snowplow also drive over their house? Like, what's going on here? Well, you see, after Megan killed her parents, she went to the house <laughs> and burned it down. Yeah. <laughs> did you and find that the sister was very upset that her like the main lady was very upset that her sister died? They don't spend um, any time on that. I wasn't even sure like which one of the parents was her sibling. Like that's how little time they spend <laughs> with her connection with her family. <laughs> They do. They do mention at one point, but um, for the most part, I'm just like, did did it even matter to this woman? I mean, it barely mattered to the kid. True. Every scene where she was sad about her parents had Megan in it, too. Like she if I'm remembering correctly, like none of my notes say all the little girl. None of my notes are about the little girl's reaction to anything except Megan. Like she's a blank slate. She tries to pick up one toy, is confused what a collectible is. The therapist talks for her and then Megan shows up and starts singing. So like there's that's the character development for the entire movie, because the rest of it's just I like Megan. Oh, no. Now she's trying to kill me. This, and I found that every time that she sang, it just reminded me of like a creepy Disney ride. Yes, that's what they were going for. And it really it threw me out of the movie. Like, why is everyone acting like this isn't a horror horror movie? <laughs> That, that would be like if you went to – that'd be like let's say the next Jason movie happens in France. Mm-hmm. And so this couple comes up, and there's, and Jason's there on a boat, like ready to gondola them around. Yeah. It was like, oh, look at that guy in the mask. Hello, sir. Like everyone knows who Jason is. What's going on here? <laughs> Hello, good sir. <laughs> Let me – can you hold my knife while I tie my shoes? <laughs> it's like everyone's just fine leaving this doll with a little kid, and I'm like, kill it with fire. Right. You've got the self-learning computer and no one has seen, like you said, no one has seen the Matrix, even though everyone has seen, I mean, um, actually the Matrix does work too, but you know, mostly uh, Terminator. There's one note that I have that says, and I quote, you motherfuckers are so interested in robots and this is the shit that happens. Nobody has any sort of fail safe for this thing. Nope. Like it just all these around. nerds. Yes, there's no worst case scenario beta testing or anything that they could have in their heads. Like, what if this thing goes off the rails? It's made of titanium. It's it's the titanium, <laughs> the super-powered titanium thing that has internet access. Like, also, why would you want the the first generation of AI to learn from the internet? <laughs> That's the one place you don't want. I mean, you really, people shouldn't be on the internet. <laughs> yeah, look at our children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wikipedia is one thing, but, like, it's got the whole internet, I think. It manages to connect to, elect, to the Alexa thing. I don't want the first AI to be programmed by Amazon. 
especially where she can access the internet enough to where she can learn C++ coding, rewrite her own files, and <laughs> deny you access. Which is what she does. Like, oh, I'm my own primary user now. Like, yeah. what's the motivation for the robot now? Like, for the entire movie, the motivation for Megan was to protect the kid. And then in one, she's like, oh, actually, it's all about me now. I'm like, well, um, that was a big change. There's a thought experiment about, like, a machine that's made about an AI that's given the director to make as many paper, as many paper clips as possible. And so it sits there and thinks for a minute and then it like takes over the world government and destroys the world and turns the entire solar system into paper clips and everyone dies. You have because you, you have a thing that's programmed and it just does its program. Like you leave a blender on it just fucking runs. You know, if if the blender runs into like a human's hand, it keeps running cuz all it does is run. So if you made something that has that same you know, it doesn't have any judgment. It just does what it's programmed to do. Like a, ref- a refrigerator thermostat goes off when the temperature gets above, you know, 38 degrees or whatever. And then it cools it down to 32 and it goes back and it bounces between there. There's no judgment in there, even though it is responding to stimuli. So like, I thought maybe they were going to do that. But no, they just it's it just became evil all at once. This is not a good AI movie. I don't know if it's a good horror movie. Probably not. I wasn't scared. But it's not no. a good AI movie. No, and they, they do one jump scare, and the rest, all the rest is pretty predictable. So there's a next-door neighbor that has a, a dog that keeps getting free, and the next-door neighbor is extremely nonchalant about it, and the dog starts fucking up Megan and bites on the little girl. Uh-huh. Okay, but answer me this question, though. Why didn't she plug the hole in the fence? That's a good there's, question. There's literally a dog-shaped hole, even though there's no front fence. <laughs> The dog can just walk to the street and then down the sidewalk into your house. But you still should fix the fence. Um, So, yeah, Megan's rebelling, obviously. She starts to reprogram herself. And I guess since there's no fail safes, they don't even have like an EMP or like a defibrillator or something that might, you know, fry this thing's circuits and nothing. There's there's no possibility in these people's minds of what if the robot starts to think for itself and then. And it starts to see like the the problems with the human race and then starts mm-hmm. killing everyone. Oh, you need to be replaced. No, no thoughts. But uh, she ends up killing the dog because the dog bit the girl. I guess we never mentioned that uh, Allison Williams character gives gives Megan one objective. And that's to protect the 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 niece. Mm-hmm. There's one scene where she kills some kid. They're at like this weird one day camping picnic thing. Yeah, where the kids wander off in the woods by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. With with people they've never met before. Is is that what they do <laughs> anywhere <laughs> ever? Like I'm pretty sure I heard about a woman getting arrested because her kids went walk to school alone. <laughs> right. Let these kids go off in the woods and see if there's a bear out there. The grabber from the black phone should have moved to Seattle instead. <laughs> he he would have been it had a fucking gold mine. <laughs> he just that basically just had like forty kids in there. He's like, what are yeah. all these fucking kids? <laughs> It's like, man, I got to I got to turn this back. Maybe I have a problem. (laughs) Is that what a robot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The entire bully scene, which is they pair Katie with this uh, weird kid who's like, I don't know, I guess he's like 13. How old would you guess Katie was like nine or 10? Yeah, yeah, probably nine or 10. Maybe she's 15. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Why does she why doesn't she drive herself to these places? Jesus. (laughs) But the entire bully scene is basically in the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the scene. She fucking chases the kid on all fours through the woods and rips his ear off. Yeah, I th- I thought so. I'm like, OK, this kid's a little bit older. He's hitting puberty a little sooner. I thought he was going to try and see if it actually was a sex doll <laughs> when he takes. Did you get that at all? Or Yeah, I mean, because he messed with like the doll's legs or whatever in a really yeah. weird way. It's like they recorded that and then they edited it out. He starts to take the shoe off and then it's like, oh, this is weird. So uh, Megan kills the bully, the dog and the neighbor in no Mm -hmm. particular order. How does she kill the neighbor exactly? Was that like pesticide or something she was spraying on her? No, that no, that lady's just allergic to water. Oh, I see. (laughs) She just sprays it with a garden hose and then she dies. Yeah. It was like one of those power washer things, but even so, did she drown? Like, so the lady blames Allison Williams for the dog's disappearance because the dog disappears like one day after uh, Katie's bitten. So the dog's gone. The mm-hmm. neighbor is all over her. 
and she keeps, you know, blaming her for it and all that stuff. Megan then kills the neighbor and the cops show up and they're like, oh, we can't really talk to the neighbor because she's dead. No idea of how like they're already uh, bagging her up in the the body bag. Mm -hmm. The way that she died needed to be shown because clearly foul play. But nobody's being like you didn't even question her about it. You know, this. No. Well, all right, then. Another (laughs) unsolved case here in Portland. Well, never. (laughs) These masterminds with their garden hose of poison. Is it? I mean, is that like the Tide Pod garden hose? Like, does I don't know. Would a pesticide? Like, what pesticide could you could you die from just being sprayed with? That would be like some sort of poison, right? Mm. Yeah, something that makes you asphyxiate, I guess. But like, she did a whole bunch of yelling for someone yeah. that was asphyxiating. I think it was like kryptonite. Like, it just oh, it makes me lay down and bitch <laughs> for a bit. Like, you're never really sure how kryptonite affects Superman. Like, he's not bleeding. He's just like he has to he has to take a little nap. Yeah, that, but, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, so she sprays her with the human kryptonite. And at this point, they're still trying to mass produce these Megan dolls. And nobody stops to think, maybe at this point, uh, we got a lot of red flags. Maybe we should at least slow production or, you know, before we put all this stuff online, because they're like days from release at this point. Yeah. So the lead designer is like, oh, I think she's killing people. And her boss is like, what? No. What are you talking about? Megan kills him for what reason? I don't know. You'd think you'd want the guy who was going to push production forward to uh, make more of you. Yeah, I mean, it, she becomes very counterproductive. The only thing I can think, like, I thought she was going to kill, start killing people because she didn't want, like, because like she, um, the niece is used in a bunch of commercials. Let's be honest, is terrible parenting. Like, you go through that horrific accident where Sonic was driving a snowplow down the road, <laughs> then you get moved in this place. This woman refuses to buy, order a toy for you on Amazon. And then she starts like she gives you a demon robot to start singing to you. And now you're on a, and now you're being forced to record TV commercials. I mean, let's be honest. Megan kind of has a point when she goes on a murder spree, <laughs> but she doesn't actually explain like why she's killing any of them. Cause yeah, she would want more Megan's around to fulfill her duty of, you know, whatever she needs to do. Another thing I, I felt really bad for in this movie is the parents of the, Whenever this thing goes to market, how many parents, these are $10,000 <laughs> robot things. How many of these parents are going to have to do financing for either their credit cards or it's going to be like a uh, a dealership. As soon as these come out, it's, each company is going to have their own and you're going to have to sit down with a dude in a suit at a fucking dealership and, and pretty much, you know, you're going to be paying $260 a month for the next 20 months or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this thing, I mean, that's the used car price right there. Like, yep. They never explain what the market is, but this is obviously a nanny, like, robot thing. So, like, instead of, like, paying for daycare. Oh, like sure. Now, yeah, you have this thing instead of, like, daycare or a nanny. Or, like, you want to work from home, but the kids were always screaming. Well, now we have this thing that can, like, you know, help them build a pillow fort. That's that's actually quite good, because I hear uh, daycare is extremely expensive. So, uh, my next note is never trust a guy in a turtleneck. they show show the main guy and he's got a suit jacket on with a just the highest turtleneck you've ever seen uh trying to hawk these things off and i just i can't imagine dropping 10 grand on a on a doll so a doll like a toy for ten thousand, is insane yeah but also like the fact that they have revolutionary ai and it's only 10 grand is even more insane. <laughs> yeah. That's like, hey, we have this toy car. It costs $20,000. Wow, that's a lot of money, but it can go to Mars. Wait, what? what for for 20,000? What? What are you talking about? How, how can you get to Mars for 20,000? Uh, I'm, I'm a really it. good I'm really good at designing toys, so I made a toy that can go to Mars. Why? Why was everyone looking at me like that? <laughs> it's a whole lot for a toy rocket, but also a toy rocket shouldn't go to Mars. And I'm I'm pretty sure that we'll be on Mars where we have actually before we have like real AI. Well, Allison Williams figures out that Megan is behind most of it. Actually, she's she's not positive, but she's kind of sure, you know, the dog disappears, the everyone else disappears. And uh, she's like, yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, because so gonna... the robot's becoming aggressive. Let's like, hey, hey, Kelly, uh, you're kind of fucking up everything. So why don't you stay out of my way while I run shit? 
Like Megan kind of turns into a mean girl. And she when uh, Allison Williams tries to turn her off, she won't. You know, all, all kinds of red flags that, you know, they did not prepare for whatsoever. Megan is taken back to the facility. She's tied up, kind of, and they don't latch the, the wrist because, you know, why? It's possible that this doll has been killing people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we really need to tie it up, right? Like, that's fine. Yeah, just leave leave the batteries in there. Yeah. The first thing you have to do is take off the head. But, you know. So it breaks out. It doesn't kill either of the two. I thought both of them were going to die, but the two lab assistants and with the lamest explosion ever, it, <laughs> it seems like there's going to be a massive explosion blowing up the lab, but it's just like it's a Ooh. diversion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Megan goes and kills the C- CEO of the company mm-hmm. and blames it on this guy who was his assistant, who's been stealing uh, the information about the Megan doll. So there's going to be a sequel where his information actually got out and they just recreate Megan. So is the sequel going to be like spelled M E G four N? Yes. So at the ver- the end is as predictable as you can be. It's the final stand at the house and it's exactly as you're thinking of it right now. So opening weekend for Megan on January 6th, $30.4 million. Holy shit. Uh, total box office domestic $36.8 million internationally 17.8 for a total of $54.7 million, which is really good for, uh, I guess I'll call it a B horror movie. Like, like I said, there's no competition in this. Like you want to go see a movie? Well, you can either watch Megan or you can go and rewatch avatar. I don't know. I would rather watch Megan twice in a row than Avatar once. A hundred percent. Like, <laughs> fuck Avatar. <laughs> so we have IMDb 9.5 thousand plus ratings for a 6.7 out of 10. Where do you sit? I got to give it like, I don't know, five out of 10. Like the movie like really annoyed me. But part of the problem is that AI is one of my um, is, is one of like my hobby horses. I've I will watch any AI movie and then tell you how much I hate it. If I if I like one, I really like it. Uh, six and a half if I didn't already say. But yeah, that sounds good. Spoilers ahead for a tenant 2020. I don't want to start off negatively, but I just had watched this movie recently. Like so I watched that at about 3 a.m. this morning. And I am just miserable after watching it. I had to take multiple bathroom breaks, even though I didn't have to use the bathroom, just standing over the toilet. Like, come on, there's some in there. (laughs) (laughs) Just to get away from the goddamn screen, because this movie, I feel like they had this brilliant idea on time travel. Spoiler, it was not brilliant. It was incoherent and stupid. (laughs) Most time travel is pretty stupid, but this... This is a whole new level. So this might be the dumbest time travel tra- time travel movie ever made. It's it's got to be up there. Armed with only one word, tenant or tenant or tenet, and fighting <laughs> for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. They call him protagonist <laughs> through the entire movie. Journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold. In something beyond real time. Well, IMDb, I will give you this. You made this movie sound interesting with that synopsis. I Mm -hmm. I will give you that. Written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Stars John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki. Which was the only part of this movie I enjoyed was her. For obvious reasons. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you you got a point there. All right. So the movie is is now up to a 2 out of (laughs) 10. I was going to go 1.5, but you convinced me it's a two. <laughs> yes. The action for the first like half of the movie, I'm like, okay, it's, it's a poorly acted action flick. And then the second half, I'm like, oh, it's also dumb. It's, it's like, it's too dumb to be like an eighties action flick. If you thought Terminator Salvation, like, oh, this makes perfect sense. This is really well thought out. You're still going to think this is dumb. I don't know. You know, I'm just going to say it. people on the internet who are, are like arguing about this movie and there are people there are real people with like hands and a face 
who type with their fingers and look with their face and then hit submit that this movie is like brilliant and Christopher Nolan is a genius. And I just say, having watched Justice League, this is the dumbest thing to Christopher Nolan has ever done. Okay. And th- I loved Inception. I-, I thought most of what's the one where he's um, going the other time travel one where he like gets in the bookcase and does the hand thing to make the dust fall into a barcode. <laughs> oh, no. In- not Inception. Um, we were talking about it before we started recording. Um, it's the one she teaches how to turn, like, figures out how to turn gravity upside down and saves humanity because there's nothing to eat but corn. Isn't that this movie? No, no. <laughs> no, it's the one where, like, they're in space. Oh, I haven't seen Interstellar. That's why. Oh, okay. oh. oh my God. You haven't seen Interstellar. Well, if you think this movie's dumb, you will also you will think that Interstellar is slightly less dumb. <laughs> I didn't realize I, I gave you all those Interstellar plot points out of context, yep. but they don't make any more sense in context. There's a machine that makes you go backwards in time. Now that in itself is a pretty cool idea. What they do that messes it up is like, oh, oxygen works backwards. You have to wear a mask while you're out there. But you can still see. So why do photons go forward when you're back in time, but not oxygen? Fire makes you cold because thermodynamics is reversed. But well, what if a thing that's backwards is on fire? Does everything around it get cold? How does that even work? Friction is backwards. So they're driving a car, but they drive it forward. Wouldn't the car go backwards if friction's backwards? How do guns go off if fire works backwards? Yeah, and wouldn't you have to pull the trigger backwards? Yeah, and then... <laughs> <laughs> like and the, and then the bullet like you can but you can also throw stuff like the bullet jumps into your hand which was really cool i thought they were gonna try and do something with that but they don't go any further with that they're like okay that's a cool scene let's ignore the rules behind that and to do something else stupid it has a couple of cool looking scenes when the cars look like they're driving backwards because the people are in time that's, that's really that's a really good idea but then they they do it they undo it by saying that fireworks backwards well it's a combustion engine dipshit but every time you try and put gas in your car, it just pulls the gas out. So it doesn't yeah. matter. You the cars f- wouldn't drive anyways. Well, what you do, Dan, is you you drive backwards over a puddle of gasoline and it all goes into your car. Oh, since you drive. Oh, that's how you that's how you solve the, the energy yeah. crisis. You just drive backwards and all the, yeah. the gas is created. Yeah, the cars, the cars are pulling carbon out of the atmosphere, Dan. <laughs> do you want to try and take a crack at this plot? Like, try and explain it because... <laughs> okay, so the protagonist, who they use as a name because he is too boring. I mean, I think what's going on with the protagonist is that he is just hating life because he knows how dumb this is. But also, yeah. like, he's getting paid Christopher Nolan money. So, like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to do the movie. That's what you're going to do. The protagonist, uh, his entire team dies and he is tortured. Not for a real reason. When he wakes up and say, listen, we had to put you through this and let everyone you know die. Because we wanted to make sure that you were like you were in with the plan. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm in with the plan now. That's that's a good reasoning. I'm with you now. This makes sense. Now I trust you. Yeah, I, I trust you, person who killed, who let my team die and let <laughs> me be tortured. Because you have you had a really good reason. What's the reason? We're not going to tell you. I'm I'm still going to trust you. I'm going to trust you on this vague thing. They show him a hand sign and says it's really important. Go. You know, this could be a crime. They could be getting him to steal a nuclear weapon for a terrorist. Plot twist, they are. Um, <laughs> but they're doing it for a good reason. This terrorist needs the weapon in order to trick him into giving up a different weapon. Jesus because the Christ. future is attacking the past. Now, you might be saying, <laughs> what about the grandfather paradox? They, they mention that and say, but hey, they don't agree with that. Next question. <laughs> they... Christopher Nolan decides the grandfather paradox doesn't matter to the future. I can't describe the the rest of the plot. Yeah, so the algorithm is what that metal thing is called. It's essentially the plot device, right? Oh (laughs) my god, I forgot about the algorithm. Activating it will delete any past versions of people, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what you just mentioned. but but It makes the entire world run backwards. Right. But does it make the sun work backwards? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> in the future, someone figures out how to make the entire world go backwards. Mm-hmm. And she's so brilliant, no one else can do it. So she breaks the algorithm. She breaks the solution, I guess. Is it a machine or a solution? I, I th- they make it seem like it's a solution, like a thing you think about. Mm-hmm. And then she sends it back in time. 
Yeah, and then it's a physical item. Instead of just, like, deleting her hard drive or whatever. It's broken up into pieces, so she has to, like, they have to put together, like, this... It's like a, it's like a Roblox um, dildo that you have yeah. to put together to, like, destroy the world. And so they take it apart. To destroy, what, I, they don't explain why you can't just destroy it. Can't you hit it with a hammer? And at one point, they say if you take it and separate it, then the the guy is just going to rebuild it or something because mm-hmm. he's he can go back in time anyway. So what you just did was pointless. You have to hide it. You can't destroy it because he'll go back in time and undestroy it. Yeah. <laughs> but won't he just go back in time and unhide it? Right. <laughs> like, if you can hide it, you should be able to grind it up into a dust and send it in the atmosphere like a mist. And blast yeah, it go, up your ass. Why don't they just hide it on, like, the... Unlike one of those rockets they send to another planet. But like, then they, he can unsend the rocket. Yeah, like, like you know, they have, like, the telescope that's circling the Earth. Just, like, have someone sit there and just throw it. Like, you're not going to go get that. It's it's somewhere <laughs> between Mercury and Uranus. Go find it, dipshit. You know, I mean, no, he's going to go back in time and find it there. Fuck you. No, he's not. There are a few cool scenes. Like, the protagonist puts on an all-black suit and gets into a fight with himself. Mm-hmm. But because the rules that they follow are dumb, the fight looks dumb. But there's it's one cool scene. Hell. One thing they do well is a person themselves going forward while they're going backward in time looks like someone who's moving backwards, someone who's going forward in time. Yeah, that sentence I'm pretty sure does make sense if you don't think about it too much, and it makes for a cool action scene. But then they throw all this other bullshit on top of it to ruin it. But yeah. they do have a couple of cool scenes where the protagonist fights this guy who's all who's all blacked out. Like this guy comes out and just like attacks him. He sees it. And then they get into this big fight. The guy tries to shoot him. He goes he gets sucked through an explosion backwards. So an explosion pulls him out of the room. And so then he goes to the machine to go backwards in time. He puts on a suit because you can't like breathe the breathe the air. And he goes backwards in time to stop himself from ruining their plan. And an explosion throws him through a door, and he's attacked by himself going forwards in time. So then he has a backwards fight, but he knows what he's going to do to himself. So he can, so he's like, he can see the past <laughs> because he was in the fight. He tries to, he tries to unload the gun because, so that he can't shoot himself. His, his past self can't shoot the current him, but he tries to unload the gun into the face of his past self as opposed to just into the ceiling. But they, I guess that explains it because like forces are backwards. They have to punch backwards. I don't know. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like would I beat myself in a fight if my other self was going backwards? No, because I'd be so irritated. I'd lose so, my concentration. So I, I liked the backwards. <laughs> I like the backwards kung fu. I like the rule of the guy when he was going forwards in time. From his perspective, he someone started attacking him because the other guy was going backwards in time. From his perspective, he was trying to end a fight. So at the beginning of his fight, he was attacked. At the end of his fight, he disengaged. But the other guy going backwards had the perception of someone attacking him. That I really enjoyed, and I like the cars going backwards thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you like the cars going backwards? No, I hated every second of this movie. <laughs> oh, you hated it more than me. Oh, my God, this is great. Oh, well, I... except the the thing that I really liked, and I uh, made sure to put notes in here about this, was like towards the end where the blonde is on the boat, and she's wearing the Austin Powers um, from the spy who shagged me. She's wearing that bikini set. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So <laughs> I'm serious. I... That's all I liked. <laughs> so so they... I, en- I enjoyed the car. I enjoyed the car thing. From the perspective of someone going backwards in time, the car is going backwards to them. So to follow it, they had to drive backwards to the car. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. To me, there are two scenes worth watching in the whole movie. But the movie is like two hours long. And those scenes are like four minutes total. <laughs> yeah. So it's the juice is not worth the squeeze. It is a two and a half hour movie and it felt like four. Oh, it's two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. But it's like the acting so... is so bad. It, the all the dialogue is cringe like it's, it's the worst you just like it makes your skin crawl every everyone everywhere will be destroyed if he succeeds with his plan including my son yes <laughs> yes yes everyone <laughs> oh i put everyone everywhere all at once will be destroyed <laughs> in my note <laughs> you can't drive a boat like this 
so the girl is married to the main villain and she tries to kill him while they're all riding on a boat. She un- unlatches his seatbelt and he goes flying into the water. Our protagonist oh, guy, he goes back to, to get him because you he has call to... him Steve. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> he, he goes back to get him. She's like, you can't drive a boat like this. And he says, you can if you have to. This is the kind of dialogue we're working with. And every single action scene in this godforsaken movie sounds like you're in a fucking rave. It's all yeah. like robot trance music blasting your fucking ears. Do not wear headphones if you're going to watch this movie. Okay, first of all, do not watch this movie. Do but if you're going to watch this movie, <laughs> do yourself. not wear headphones. Another thing. so that Dan could suffer so you didn't have to suffer. <laughs> this movie is revenge for all those Halloween movies I had to watch. <laughs> yeah, right. Pro tip for you, Christopher Nolan. If you're going to use ADR, you may want to shoot a shot where the the actor you're dubbing where his mouth yeah. is actually moving. You probably want to do that if you're going to if you're going to shoot ADR. OK, but Dan, see, you don't understand. See, Christopher Nolan's like really brilliant. Uh-huh. Sound works backwards when you're going backwards. Into- oh, that's yeah. it. His mouth didn't have to move. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. The sounds already come out. So we didn't need to move his mouth because the sound had already come out. On the boat where the uh, Austin Powers bikini chick is, she's going to kill the the main guy. So they need to stop the main villain guy from killing himself so he doesn't kill everything. So she ends up killing him, right? Mm -hmm. In the worst, like, least believable bullet trajectory, like, as he's lunging forward towards her, she pulls the trigger, which would have shot him, like, towards the uh, abdomen area. It's yeah. like in his upper chest near his esophagus is the bullet hole. She could be standing there with the smoking gun and CSI would clear her because the bullet trajectory was literally so unbelievable. But I guess the bullet went backwards or something, right? Yeah. It was already in him and then she pulled it out of him with the gun or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to ask you about a specific sure. scene. Uh-huh. I want to ask you about a specific scene where like he has to like unthrow the bullet Mm-hmm. What did you think about that scene? Like, just when you were when you were watching that, what were you thinking? Yeah, I thought like you're talking about when he was with like the uh, British chick in the beginning. Yeah, the scientist who. Yeah, I thought she should have been the protagonist, except with a name. Did she have a name? Who cares? This movie is. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going back and lo- looking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she had a name. Okay, good. We're gonna call it's her Barbara. Other... I was concerned and excited at the same time because I'm like, oh, okay, this could be pretty cool. But then my brain immediately. You went to why? Why is this a thing? Why are we doing this? Like the effect of it looked cool, but mm-hmm. I just I I immediately was concerned. <laughs> this could have been like a really weird movie to take apart if the acting and dialogue weren't just so bad. Yeah, like, this is worse than any of the Halloween movies. Easily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least you know why they're running from the from the guy with the knife in the Halloween movies. <laughs> Yeah, but like the opening where like he's tortured and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to trust you completely and get on this helicopter like what? Okay, I'm going to have a brain buster for you when we're ready for our verdicts, but I I, I got I'm out of notes. I'm out of I'm out of patience. The only thing I can say is like repeating myself again of please don't watch the movie. Yeah, (laughs) but if you do put us in the comments why anyone likes this. I would like an explanation for why someone likes this, because it doesn't have a one out of ten on IMDb. There are people who voluntarily put higher numbers on IMDb. I'm going to give this a 0.9. Terrible, awful movie. It's not the worst movie I've seen this year, but it's it sure as hell is close. I'm giving and, it a 2 out of 10. The action scenes bring it up to the 2 out of 10. Do you want to know what other movie came out in uh, in 2020 that we did? Yes. Is The Last Days of American Crime. <laughs> so, Okay. This movie isn't as bad as the Lives of American Crime. It's close. <laughs> well, it's an hour too short to be that bad. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, my God. What a terrible movie. Uh, yeah, bad acting all around, especially from the main character who occupies 80% of the freaking scenes. I was telling you this before we started. If I would have seen this movie before Amsterdam, I wouldn't yeah. have watched Amsterdam because of the main character. <laughs> There are some accents that are we we run through this a lot when we do bad movies, but there are some like foreign accents that are attempted and just completely forget forgotten. Like they they try them for a little bit and then just bail. They're messed with me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for this bullshit? I'm ready. 
510,084 ratings on IMDb specifically for yeah. 7.3 out of 10. Oh, Go fuck yourself. This movie came out September 3rd, 2020. It made $58 million domestically, $303 million worldwide for a total of, or international for a total of 362-261. And $27 million worth of Blu-ray sales. Are you fucking kidding me? $27 million worth of Blu-ray sales on this movie. I watched this because it showed up on, I think, HBO Max just like as a movie to watch. And I was like, oh, I heard this was like a dumb action movie. I could yeah. use a dumb action movie. I wasn't planning on doing some podcasts. It, it was so <laughs> bad. I was like, you. I, I went on to our, I was like, Dan, you would not believe how bad this movie is. <laughs> I'm redeemed for at least two Halloween movies at this point <laughs> for this one. <laughs> God damn, I'd I'd rather watch that whole Halloween series, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the one back, than watch this one. Yeah, this is worse than like Halloween Ends or Halloween Forever, what it was. Where, like the one where like the entire yeah. town got into a fist fight with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he survived being crushed or whatever. Absolutely. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And this is definitely one of the worst movies we've ever done on this show. It's close. It, I mean... There are some that are definitely worse because the Days of American Crime was like a four-hour piece of shit movie, but between uh, this, we got some bad ones. Between this and all the DC movies he's doing, Christopher Nolan is falling off harder than M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his movies are getting more worse than M. Night Shyamalan. Everyone said The Village was dumb. No, this is dumber than The Village. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. This is dumber than Village. The dialogue is worse than um than Nicholas 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 Cage's The Wicker Man. <laughs> Have you seen The Wicker Man? Uh yes. Yeah. It's not a fun watch. Oh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage being in this movie would have made it pretty decent. Because like if him just being ridiculous, I'd yeah. like, I wouldn't have tried to think about the time travel as much. If Nicholas Cage was the bad guy, <laughs> yeah. Just like rolling down the window like I could shoot it. I could eat a peach backwards for hours. <laughs> <laughs> the peach would eat me. <laughs> the peach could eat me backwards. <laughs> I'm going to put a bomb backwards in the middle of an airport. <laughs> now, here's the real question. Do you out there like this movie? If so, but let us know why. Comment. All right. On that note, we will catch you guys later. Until next time. Thank you.